Some of your texts on what's going on with the budget. Jay says, you know, it's not just money to throw around necessarily. If this government was really serious, it would put the lion's share of that surplus into the debt. The NDP racked up $80 billion in four years, but at this rate, it's going to take eight to ten years to pay that off. And I'm just wondering, when any politician is going to come out and tell people the truth about that and say, we're going to invest in debt relief because that guarantees the security of services for Albertans in the future. Does it? Does it really? Uh, rather than some short-term gain now. Uh, that, that will be a conversation. That will be a discussion. And it should be. It should be. Paying down debt is a good thing. Um, so that will be a conversation. I don't know. I mean, they'll, I think being a conservative government, they'll at least have to make a gesture in that area. I don't think they can completely ignore that because, yeah, that's a lot of the base wants that, wants to see repaying of debt. Um, what about the Calgary Arena? Larry says there will be money for the Calgary Arena, and it'll be justified by giving Edmonton money for Commonwealth Stadium. Hmm, I don't know about that. Maybe they're, they're going to have to come up with a way to justify it because if they give money to Calgary for an arena, people in Edmonton rightfully are going to be screaming bloody murder because they completely straight up said new, no money for the Edmonton arena. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. And I think John nails. I think, John, you're absolutely right. This is about an election. Don't Don't kid yourself. This budget about a lot of different subjects. You're going to hear all kinds of different breakdowns, all kinds of different numbers. The bottom line is the goal of this budget for the UCP is to win the election at the end of May, period. End of story. What's the best way of spending the money to improve our chances to win the next election? That's what it comes down to. John says, I'm looking to see how many bullets they take out of the gun of the NDP. Things like capping tuition increases and more money to healthcare are going to directly weaken some of the NDP's arguments. John, you are absolutely right. Thinking like a politician. Good. That's what it is. That's what it's going to come down to is um, how do we mute some of the attacks that are going to be coming from the NDP? Because you know what? A lot of the things that they're doing, a lot of the steps um, that they're talking about are to do with fixing things, or not fixing things, but restoring things that were cut by the UCP. And the NDP have been hammering away at them for a good long while. So you're absolutely right. That's what it comes down to. How do you go ahead and uh, take as many bullets out of the gun of the NDP as you can? No question about it. Um, this listener says it's political suicide if you repay debt. I don't know. When you're talking about $12.3 billion, you can do a lot of things with that kind of money. Brad Whisker and Mackenzie Road, uh, our two producers are here. They've been breaking down just what $12.3 billion adds up to. And guys, this is, this is a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, we're talking about, it's hard to wrap your head around this kind of money. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And with you, I know a lot of listeners know you have an affinity for Coke Zero. You an love, affinity. that's one way of putting it. You love Coke Zero. Uh, you told me you have about eight Coke Zeros a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 710 milliliters. You said that pack costs about five bucks for Talks. six of them. Yeah. About yeah. That. yeah. So with $12.3 billion, you could buy 2.4 billion six packs of Coke Zero. That means you would have 14.4 billion Coke Zeros to drink. <laughs> at that pace that you're currently, currently going at, it would take you 4.1 million years oh to God. drink $12 billion worth of Coke Zero. I mean, that's, that's absolutely mind-blowing. I, I was trying to <laughs> listen to this. If you, if you say the average ticket price for an NHL hockey game is 250 bucks. Sure. Average NHL arena has 18,000 seats. NHL season is 41 home games. You can buy every seat in the building for every game of the year for 65 years for $12.3 billion. <laughs> 
I mean, Mac, these kinds of numbers, they don't make sense, I think, to most of us. We can't understand what $12 billion is. No, when we talked about it yesterday, I couldn't even wrap my head around what I would buy if I had $12 billion because it seems so unrealistic. Like, I was just doing the math, so I I vape, as some of you know. Oh, Mac. And I could, as I texted you, I could buy 400 million bottles of vape juice. <laughs> like, that's just, that's unreasonable. I think if I had that kind of money, like we did the numbers, I could pay my rent for a million, a million years. Oh, but man. I think, I think I would just go out to eat and tip every single server, like a thousand dollars. If that's I had what you 12 do? billion. I think so. Could you just imagine making someone's day by going out to eat for a $25 meal and then tipping your server a thousand dollars? Well, you know what, Mac, you make a good point. Like if you've got, okay, if we've got 12 billion, now we're playing that game, which is always fun to play. You could literally give away $11.5 billion, change lives, change countries if you wanted to, and still have a half a billion dollars in the bank. Exactly. So with this $12 billion, they could pay off some debt, and then they could send some our way. Do you want that? That's a good question, Mac. That's what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Are you expecting, maybe not expecting, but how nice would it be to see, you know, I don't know, 400 bucks, 500 bucks from the province? I'm not expecting it. But it would be, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that makes sense. I'm not expecting it all, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did do that as um, a way to encourage voters yeah. coming up. You didn't, like, Brad, you didn't get any of that inflation relief money. No. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You could get a check. We'll see. I, <laughs> I I don't think we're going to get it either, but I do agree with Max saying that it could be a way to, to influence voters. For sure. Um, or to get people to swing their way. I'm not sure. We'll see later today. Uh, but I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not holding out hope, not holding my breath for it. Um, I was breaking down this $12 billion a little bit further yeah. too. And, uh, my car insurance, it's 154 okay, yeah. bucks a month. Yeah. So it adds up to about 1850 a year. I could pay off my car insurance for the next six and a half million years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you were talking about, um, you know, filling the seats at Rogers Place or, or any hockey arena. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to buy a sports franchise. You could buy two of the most historic franchises in sports history for eleven and a half billion. You could own the New York Yankees and the LA Lakers. That would cost you eleven and a half billion dollars total, and then still have you know just a cool five hundred million walking around money. And you know what? Those franchises are licenses to print money, right? Like if you want to, if you want to talk about diversifying Alberta's economy, buy the New York Yankees. Yeah, exactly. It's a guaranteed <laughs> source of revenue. It really is. And you know, Sarah, I asked Sarah earlier too, like, what would she want to do with twelve billion dollars? And she said, "Oh, so much travel, so yes. much travel." Yeah, and that's a great plan. That's a great idea. A good way to to spend all the cash that you have. You wouldn't spend it. No, but that's exactly the point. Like at a clip of about five thousand dollars for a European trip. Okay. Let's say she would be able to take a European excursion 2.4 million times. Oh, man. See, that's the thing. You can't spend this kind of money. No, you can't. And as ridiculous as $12.3 billion is, listen to this. Elon Musk yesterday regained the title as the richest man in the world. Do you know what he's worth? No, I don't. $187 billion. Perfect. I mean, like 15 times... What we're talking about with the Alberta surplus, and you gotta remember, this guy lost two hundred billion. He was worth three hundred and forty billion a year and a half ago. Max said earlier about comprehending that number, Can't. even twelve billion. When you go into the hundreds of yeah. billions of dollars, I think that's past anyone's scope. 
Like, That's more money than you can spend in multiple lifetimes. Way more money than you could spend in multiple lifetimes. And here's the thing. He literally could change the fortunes of entire countries with that kind of money. He could, you, a lot of people on text line talking about, oh, pay down the debt. You got to pay off the debt. You gotta, Elon Musk could do that for Alberta, right? He's got that kind of money. He could step in and single-handedly do it. And he wouldn't see a dent in his fortune. He wouldn't even feel it. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Um, Lauren says, if I had $12.3 billion, I'd hire the best lawyer so I wouldn't have to pay taxes. What do you care from taxes? It's $12.3 billion. I mean, this is the thing. That kind of money, it just, I, I, it, it means money literally is no object at that point, right? No, anything, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, period. Anything. Uh, if you're driving around and you pass a car dealership and there's, I don't know, BMW, a new BMW, you, you walk in, you say, I want... Everything upgraded <laughs> to the to the max that you can give me, and or you could just buy the lot. You could buy You're right. You could just could buy it all. Buy or all buy the cars. a driver. Why would I be driving myself? There's an idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and you and you're buying planes and yachts and the whole thing. Um, Eric in Calgary, you're on your. What are you hoping to see in that budget today? You know, Shay, I think that I, I provide services to the provincial government. I'm not going to say what, but okay, we yep. have uh, seen austerity for uh, for well over 15 years, and I think there are lots of people, whether you're, you're you're in a union or you're contracting or whatever, and you know when you see a 12 billion dollar number and you've got the uh, government negotiators in every department literally saying no to even the slightest increase. I, I would say to Daniel Smith, if you're listening to this show right now, uh, these guys have got to come to the table with with something. Otherwise, I foresee uh, a lot of, of disruption prior to this election. And I think that sort of disruption is the biggest danger to Smith not getting a win. Uh, I absolutely understand the need to uh, paying off the debt. That is for sure. But at the same time, if you go into this election with the type of austerity that your negotiators are continuing with up to this point, uh, I think you're going to have a hard time winning uh, Battleground Calgary. So, well, that's what it's going to come down to is what do we need to do to win Calgary, Eric? I appreciate the call. Um, got to, yeah. Uh, I think you. I, I don't. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think they recognize that, and I think they'll. Uh, they'll try and make those problems go away for themselves uh, as much as they possibly can. Um, some listeners saying they don't want to see checks, though. And this is this is the problem. I think if you're if you're the UCP government, you got to walk this line. Kyle says I'd be disappointed if we did get cash. I would really rather see debt repayment and savings. This would look like, and it is pure vote buying, and it is. That's what it is, Brad. I mean, they're saying we're going to write you a check and hope you will vote for us. Yeah, and, uh, you know, look what happened a few months ago, right? With the affordability, affordability payments. And I get it. I mean, people oh, sure. do need money, especially people that are, that are low income and they have, you know, a big family and they need that extra money. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, I mean, 600 bucks. Like, really, what is 600 bucks? Yeah. You know, yeah. that may pay your rent for a month. Maybe if you're maybe, in low income housing. Maybe. Right. Maybe. So really, a hundred dollars a month for the next six months, it just doesn't do a lot. No, it doesn't. And I mean, Mac, you didn't get any of the, uh, whatever it was called, the inflation relief stuff either, right? You mean no, I was going to say a lot of people were missed on that. And like, yeah. of course I get it. Families need that kind of money too. But um, there was a lot of people that I spoke to that were pretty yep. disappointed who are also dealing with the cost of living, the cost of gas, price of eggs that got nothing and no, felt I, kind of left behind. Exactly. And we heard from people on this show all the time that said, hey, what about me? Like, And you know what? I, I mean, like, there's a bunch of people, young single people who work in this building, and I heard from all of them too, saying, you know, I didn't get anything. I didn't get anything. My kids are too old. So um, I think there's there was a bunch of people that were missed. 
I don't know if this necessarily would be enough to tip them over. Um, this listener says, uh, Shay, we didn't receive any of that money either. But I just don't think that's the answer, to keep asking for money from the government. When in history, other than Ralph Bucks, has it ever happened in Alberta? And even then, people didn't keep on asking for it. It's crazy. I think... Where we are right now, if you take a look at the cost, like you said, Mac, I mean, cost of eggs, use cost of anything. It's through the roof, right? So people are definitely noticing that times are tougher to make ends meet and anything that the province does, I think it would, it would be received quite well, Brad. I really do. I think people would be like, okay, this is really going to help me out. Yeah. I think it will be received well, but. You just want to take your money and run. I don't know if you're yeah. going to take the money to and the be and, vote. exactly. And I and I think that's where the UCP may be missing the mark. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden acquire thousands more votes because of an affordability payment of six hundred dollars or maybe something additional today. I just don't think that's going to be enough to sway a voter. I think you're right, Mac. Do you think that's coming? Are you expecting it? No. No, I'm not expecting it. Yeah. And even if they did, anyone who's missed again is going to be bitter about it. <laughs> it's so, just going to have to go to every man, woman, and child. It's going to have to go to everyone, or it's going to be very poorly received. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So we'll find out coming up today. Uh, budget is at 3 o'clock, and uh, there will be extensive analysis. Like I said, this is a big day for media. Media right now, I don't know what time. Time's lockup, Brad. Do you know, 10? Yeah, I think everybody has to be in there at 10. There's a technical briefing coming up soon, but <laughs> we laugh, and it you know people don't see it, right? And you mentioned oh, no. pulling back the curtain, but so many people are so excited so many people are way too stressed out to get this information (laughs) out everybody in this business that we love needs to just take a breath everything will be fine they all head down and they'll be locking up producers and managers and reporters in this room (laughs) and so they can read the budget for eight hours and then report it tonight to you um and you'll get all the information and all the interviews and all that stuff as i said budget delivered at three o'clock this afternoon Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.